Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Hello. and the old guys visiting the studio again. <laughs> I've become well, you an mean integral visiting part his own studio. Yes, I'm sitting in my own studio. <laughs> visiting. Visiting. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, he didn't bring the walker this time, so. So. Hey, hold you on, mean hold Johnny on. Walker? There, no, jo- no Johnny there, So normally at this point I do some sort of, you know, old uh, sponsor, you know, a, a company that's no longer around or something that's ironic. I did want to tell you guys to do me a favor, go over to patreon.com slash Bray. That's patreon.com slash Bray. Um, during these times with the COVID virus and the, the riots and all the horrible crap that's going on, everybody really needs a little bit of entertainment and have some fun. This guy's a working musician and would like your help. Now from donating anything from a dollar or more, you get a, you see, you receive a private link to uh, each month to a, uh, to some sort of video or some sort of show. Um, I, I want you guys to help him out. You know, he's a kind of dig the, I dig the guy's a musician, you know, and everybody needs a little help out. That's kind of what we're about here. So go to patreon.com slash Bray and check them out. And uh, if there's a, some sort of link that says, uh, how'd you hear about, uh, hear about them? Say the Mad Trio sent you. Thank you. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Always, always out I there mean, for helping somebody out. So, okay. Okay. So, what do you think of China and India having a bit of a Sorry. bit of fun somebody, today? Somebody or forgot, yesterday, actually. Somebody forgot the first rule about being in the studio. Well, I mean, it was the lid on it properly. It spilled a little. <laughs> Anyways, um, clean up on aisle hand five. Hand to hand combat. Clean up on aisle really? five. Really? No, so I, I'm going to be honest. I was on my tractor all day today. Uh, okay. I hadn't heard about it until John mentioned it today, and I looked it up, and it okay. looks like 63 confirmed. Is it okay? Yeah, there's some cleanup needed. Um, just uh, Throw take some, some of those on it and tissues. step on it. And... Yeah. Um, 63 confirmed dead. 20 on India's side and 43 on China's side. And from what I understand, that there was uh, they went hand-to-hand. Really? Yeah. They went wow. medieval on their asses. Yeah. Like clubs and, uh, you know, probably field so knives. Border, and border dispute? Yeah, the um, the LAC border. Uh, I got to pull up where it actually. It's one of the longest borders between two countries in the world. Uh, the Oh, goodness. I don't have the abbreviation of LAC. It's like a land something uh, conflict or something like I'm, that. I'm looking at my map here. Uh, but it's not it? detailed enough. Oh, yeah, I doubt they, they have that little border on there. But I'm just kind of, I'm a uh, disputed Himalayan border with China. So that's, oh, where, they're, okay. that's where they're back, fighting. Back to that, yeah. that dispute. And I'm thinking, like, that's, I'm surprised that the UN is just, <laughs> meh. Well, the world... The, I'm sure they're, they're a little bit more than just meh about it, but they're, they're, to they're, let them go on full-on conflict right now is kind of surprising. In, in all honesty, they're probably like the WHO. China China has something called, apparently, it's the Belt and Road Initiative, where they kind of get into people's country, they help uh, fix things up, and when they do that, they kind of, in, you know, they owe China. So I have a feeling... That, you know, a lot, lot, some of these countries that are inside the UN owe China. So it might be one of those things that they're like, shh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, just going. Shh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it, it I, works. It worked with the WHO because apparently the guys are in bed with China. No, if we want uh, to talk about the WHO, no, not really. I, I think, but you know, what they're they're panicking about is the fact that we uh, we give them. I think it's like eighty percent of their budget. It's like four hundred million dollars. Yeah, and yeah. so they're going. Uh, Apparently, we, we won't exist if we if America pulls out. I've heard a number of countries saying we'll make up for it. Like I think Great Britain promised yeah, eighty right. million dollars. Right, right. I mean, if if Trump threatened everybody to pay their NATO bill, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, well, I still am pretty much in that boat of that we need to be out of the UN. But see, the, uh, you the, know, I seem to be the minority on that. The only reason why I would say I think you are is because the UN is ineffective as it is. It is a world body that I think we need to be in. I think the WHO. Uh, honestly, I, I don't think it's important as important, especially considering they're not hammering you know china like they should be because of the covid because if it happened in the united states and we did the same thing they would let's be honest i mean sorry lac line of actual control is what the lac stands for okay sorry it was bugging me i had a no i'm glad you i had to look it up yeah i don't think a lot of people actually understood what that was but yeah so i mean that's rob said that's it's an Old ass dispute, not as old as the Middle East. No, but, but still, it's been going on forever. But yeah, I just, I'm just kind of baffled that they actually. So Abel um, was a teenager when the start fight started. No, no, no. We're talking about you know later on, not not the Middle East conflict. No, I was going to say the China conflict started. You know, started when Cain was a teenager. Not quite as old, but pretty so sure Cain and Abel were the initial of the <laughs> Middle of Eastern. Yeah, Prices. really. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, it's, a, it's the wrong part of the world. So, <laughs> how about this statue of Christopher Columbus and Queen Isabella to be removed from California capital? Hey, Christopher Columbus. Let's be honest. That was just a matter of time. I mean, they're they're renaming everything to do with him. I mean, that was kind of on the wall. The one that surprised me is they're removing Sutter and Jefferson. An Oregon high school or an Oregon school removed the statue of one of the founding fathers in front of it. Part of it because he was anti-slavery, but he had slaves, and I think he knocked some of his slaves up. Jeff, are you talking about Jefferson? Yeah, yeah. Jefferson. So yeah. that's what I said. Um, so, so I, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, some of these statues I've heard are from, you know, they're not from the, uh, you know, a little bit past the era those people were living in. Some of the stuff is from the 20th century. So a lot of the people I've read online, their comment was, well, I mean, it's it's from the modern era. Who really cares? Yada, yada. I mean, like some of the stuff in the South when Confederate soldiers, I mean, Ryan was right. Some of that's actually from the 60s because uh, of the civil rights. Older, older <clears throat> that, but, you know, you know um, it's around that era. It's the era of civil rights that... My, <coughs> only, my only comment on this one, it's California. Why did it take so long? <laughs> but well, the, I right, mean that, that's kind of that, where but... I'm at on it because, as far as I'm concerned, at, at this point in time, this has been going on, and I would even throw it way back to the '60s, not not that way back, but you know, um, that they've been chipping away at little things like this. 
So they do little removals here, little removals there, and eventually it's going to get that whole thing wiped out. Now, necessarily, do I think that um, <laughs> Christopher Columbus and Jefferson and I'll even throw in Jackson, Stonewall Jackson, guys like that, you know, do those guys necessarily need to be removed? Not necessarily. They're a point of our history. I think that we should all learn history and learn from history. I don't think it all needs to be wiped away. Um, I, but I do have a question uh, on top of that. I think that it's going to happen regardless because we, as a society, we've been doing it over and over and over again. And at this point, I'm not surprised. Do I really care? At this point, my give a damn is broken on it. Well, I don't I don't remember a point in our history that we were so reticent to do this. I mean, I know historical revisionism has always been a thing. I mean, it was the thing if you ta uh, take a look at, um, oh, uh, God, what's his name? Um, Hugh O'Brien was in the TV show. Stuff about him in the 60s and 50s. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. No. The, the, the Wyatt Earp is a great actual... Wyatt. White Earp is a great example of it. The dude in real life apparently was a real piece of work. Not yeah. you know, and but if you see all the stories about him, they turned him into a hero. So larger than life. So the the issue I have with it is especially when it comes to like Jefferson, even Sutter or, or Columbus is how much does the history outweigh their sins? Because we live in a modern society that has done. Like the kind of that we live in a society that doesn't forgive. If you did something thirty years ago, in a sketch, and it was okay then, but it's not now, you're being persecuted for something that you did thirty years ago. Yeah, and this is like the anti-Christian message. I mean, this is this is, it's like we've gone to the opposite side, and I, that's the thing I don't understand is, when do we say okay that was then, we need to be better, and and this is something I've always been for is like. I want to keep these these statues up. So if we here's my problem, if if we don't learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. Yes. Uh, one of the things ISIS did when they were taking over areas was destroying religious and other uh, structures, uh, statues, <coughs> uh, whatever it may be. Anything from antiquity. And, and pretty much. And, oh, I, somebody's going to jump on this and, oh, my God, you can't compare ISIS to what we're doing in the United States right now. But the reason I bring this up is why don't we take the statues, whatever they may be, and put a bronze <laughs> plaque on it that says, we don't agree that this person did what this person supposedly <laughs> said they did, they've done. History is saying he may not have done it properly so. or correctly or whatever it may be. Let's learn from history. <coughs> Instead of completely destroying it, let's change up the <coughs> narrative of it and educate people. Now, in the South, uh, there are numerous statues of Stonewall Jackson. Um, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. All of this. And I think instead of just tearing them down and destroying them. And sandblasting them. I think, yeah, I, I, I think the thing to do would be to let's let's make it educational. Let's say why, you know, why are you know why were they bad? Why was there a problem with it? You know, that type of thing. That that's the way I would go with it. 
by the way, if, if y'all have listened to any of our previous shows and we've talked about this, now you kind of understand where I got it. Um, I'm a little bit more extreme than the old guy. Um, being in the fact that I, I don't think history's not comfortable. If you look into it, it's, you know, it's the mud, the blood, and the mire. Oh, real real yeah. history is, is gross. And this is one of the reasons why my extreme example was, you know, I want to, I want to, I, I want us to fly a Nazi flag because every time you see it, I want you to get pissed off. So you remember, okay, these people, this is what these people did. We need to be better. And that's a hundred percent what I'm about. I like reminders of all the things that are fucked up, all the things in history that make you get pissed off. So you go, okay, we have to be better. And especially when you live in the first world where now little things are becoming the point of contention. You know, it, and, and I think that's the issue we have. We don't have reminders of our past going, okay, this is this is Sutter. He did this, this, and this, and this. We need to do better. We need those reminders because so, we as people, we have a tendency to forget where we've been. So with all <laughs> this going on in America, <clears throat> how long until uh, we get the concentration camps torn down all over Europe? Which I just pulled up just a quick Google search just to see which concentration camps are still out there. They, the, Besides Auschwitz, Poland, which a lot of people know, which is in Poland. Poland basically but, said it'll never be torn down. Ever. But Germany still has one that you can that is still <laughs> able to be visited and remembered. That's uh, Arpitsdorf. The Netherlands has Amersfoort and Gersny, which I'm not exactly sure where that is <laughs> but they still have Alderney and that's four concentration camps which have there was actual trials that these guys that these Germans Nazis were put on trial for that verified everything that they did in these concentration camps and these are some of the biggest atrocities ever recorded in history and those haven't been torn down, and I don't hear people calling for them to be torn down. So, I you know, think it's things like that, that when we look at it, that was one of the worst atrocities in history. Should And uh, um, I think it I'm comes down to... i a blank, but uh, who was the general that said we need to record all this before uh, history Spil says we don't... Spielberg? No, because he that was one of the reasons he made he started recording uh, victims of the. You said Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg wasn't alive then. Oh, so say because this is one there of the reasons. One, it was either the president was it our president at the time or was it a general? <coughs> I'm trying to remember. He said that we need to record, or was it Churchill? The Churchill. Was yeah, anyway, it was remember. one of those guys. One of our. I wasn't there. Guys. I don't... I'm looking at you like you were, and I you're mean, not I telling me. I feel like I was there, but I. <laughs> but I, I he wasn't said there. that we need to record all this before we have people coming along and saying it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I think it comes down to the old saying that I've heard is, uh, uh, Americans, what was it? Uh, Europe's think Europe Europeans think a hundred miles is a long distance, and Americans think a hundred years is a long time. It comes back to the fact that European Europe has a lot of history. There's a lot of depth there. So I, I'd like to believe the leaders and the people there realize that that history needs to stay, the good, the bad, and the ugly, versus America has always been kind of uh, forgetful of its, of its crimes. And that's just one of the reasons why I think it's weird than this generation that we go from, we, we go from you know idolizing the people, forgetting their sins, to forgetting what they did and remembering their sins. 
and I, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, maybe because of fact, and I'm not a teenager, and I'm not in my early twenties. I'm, I'm a guy who's who lived a few turns around the earth more than a lot of people I, that I've seen commenting on this. It's the only thing I could think of. Uh, think it is, you know, because this is one of the reasons I like. I like the uncomfortability because if you if something makes you uncomfortable, you're gonna make you. It's it's gonna make you think. Okay, you see that 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 Confederate battle flag flying. What does it make you feel? Okay. Why does it make me feel that? Yeah. It's a, it's it's a, it's a conversation starter that I could have with my son, my dad had with me. Instead, all these people want to stick their heads in the sand, sing kumbaya, and think this world is a really friendly place, which I hate to tell you people, this world's not as friendly outside of the United States as you think it is. There's plenty of fucked up people who want to kill you because you're you're gay, homo, yeah, because you're transsexual, because your hair's fucking green. Yeah. And I'm, I, I am a little tired of, of people thinking America is evil. Don't get me wrong. America has done evil things. We're not innocent of, of things. But y- you need to yeah. realize that on the scheme of things, we have the First Amendment, which, by the way, almost nobody in the world has a guaranteed right to protest. We have a Second Amendment guaranteed to bear arms. If you look at the Constitution, we're guaranteed things that very few people around the world have the legal means to do. People in Hong Kong were getting murdered because of this. Yeah. My grandfather and my and, and his and his parents came here because they wanted fucking freedom. And so this babbling bullshit that you people keep crying about. If you want to make a difference, Fucking vote. Fucking marks. It just pisses me off. I mean, a lot of these people don't have any concept of history, and I've spent my life loving history. Oh, America's evil. Compared to what? Look what Germany did. They killed six million people. Homosexuals, uh, people who disagreed with them politically, handicapped, Jews, Christians, anybody that wasn't... The Aryan race, almost. Well, no. By comparison, the United States has not become evil yet. Can it? Very easily. Without without people voting and keeping the... Well, this is one of the reasons that the Founding Fathers created the system to check and balances. Because in theory, if everything is done the way it should be, it would never happen here. Because as soon as it started happening, people would rally against it. One of the reasons why the the Black Lives Matter movement came up is because they saw stuff that came up and they they, they disagreed. One of the reasons Malcolm X and Martin Luther King came up in the 60s is they saw stuff that they disagreed with. This is the way the system is designed so people can go, hey, we need change. Yeah, (laughs) but there is no society in all of history that was ever right or that has ever stayed on the right path forever. All societies have fallen. Will the United States of America's society fall at some point? It's I believe a, so, yes. It's a matter of time. It, yeah. it just it, History has proven um, that. So, as far as I'm concerned, United States isn't always going to get it right. Won't always get it right, and eventually our society and our culture will collapse. And may that 
you know, hopefully that doesn't happen in my or my son's generation. <laughs> but it's inevitable. I don't. Hopefully we don't become some totalitarian society that does <laughs> genocide or other crap. But I mean, I, well, so is, I don't know. My opinion of, of what you're talking about, James, is that the, the, the balance that the United States has is our Constitution. Yes. And, and that's slowly been whittled away. Okay. So there have been times, prohibition was one of them, where all yeah. of a sudden they had, a, you know, the, there was a oh, great idea. Nobody should be able to drink. Let's, you know, put it in the in, into the Constitution <sighs> and uh, make it so that, you know, alcohol is not legal. Well, that was just the craziest thing that you know, ever hit the fan. So your point of... Can we go off the rails is well taken, and we've already seen it happen. Yeah. Okay. The problem I have, there's a... Crazy. The uh, Supreme Court came out yesterday with some good news, some bad news, depending on where you are. But one of the things that really bothered me that's happening, and Kavanaugh came out and said it... Um, along with Kennedy, I believe. The Supreme Court has decided to sidetrack cases that are trying to come before them that have to do with the Second Amendment. Ah. They are choosing to leave them, this, let's not hear them, no, let's leave them in the lower courts. And the lower courts of, particularly the Ninth Circuit, has proven to be <laughs> as whacked out as you can get. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and we, you know, there were more than 10 cases that were going to go in front of the Supreme court having to do with the second amendment. And, um, uh, they, the, the majority, I think it was a three to five vote. I mean, is that right? I think that's right. Um, to just not, not, uh, it's not so much a vote, just that we're just not going to hear them. <clears throat> Huh. So it, it, it the, the, we, la, you know, la, la, we, la, la. we, yeah. So I, I guess my point was we have the Constitution helps us keep us in check. However, if you have a body in the, on the Supreme Court of the justices <laughs> that are deciding in, in, in one of the uh, cases in front of them, it's 10 years old. Jeez. They have begun, been refusing to hear it for 10 years. Wow. So, there, it, it isn't the end all that everybody thinks it is. We have a problem with the Supreme Court is in that they have the right to hear what they want to hear and not hear what they don't want to hear. I've I, I've heard it compared to something, um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I think it's important, is the fact that they're saying... I heard somebody today say something that uh, interesting about this. They said the reason they're doing that is because they think that the legislature is forcing... Um, forcing the Supreme Court to act like de facto legislators. Instead of them passing laws and doing the right thing, they're forcing them to do it. And so their comment was that's a reason why they're bypassing some of it is because they realize that's not their job and they don't want to be forced to do. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that except that when you have a situation like the state of California yeah. where you have both houses and the governor all on one side – you, you don't get any balance. Hmm. You can do whatever you want to do, and that's what's happening here in the state of California, and there's the problem. 
Oh. Every whack job piece of legislation you could want is being signed and passed as long as it's got a Dem's name after it. And that's why I say that, you know, I mean, it's slowly being whittled away. And that's 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 the beginning of the end. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see the end of American society within see, 50, this 100 years. This doesn't necessarily have to be but Nero. It, it's been Finland. going on for a while already. Well, I don't. I see. I don't think this has to be, you know, Nero fiddling as Rome burns. I mean, I think the thing is the fact that I once heard described when you have immigrants, and this is this is what I've heard. So if you're angry at me at this, find the guy who told me this and yell at them. Um, was the fact that when immigrants first get here, they work really hard for their kids, and their kids kind of work hard. And then when their kids have kids. They're just like everybody else. They no longer work hard. They no longer really care. They're, they're, you know, well, they have. And so, I don't think I go with that full general generalization. Well, I mean, it's, are, it's, but I understand it's, what you're saying. I'm painting with kind of a broad brush because I, I yeah. don't think because we've gotten in trouble before, specifically me trying to have small minutia details. I got threatened once. Um, for trying to have a small minutia conversation. I mean, if, if you ever listen to the show, we're pedantic as hell. That's the conversations we have is minutia, pedantic conversations, because little things actually do matter to some degree. Um, and, and so like the, the broad brushstroke with that is the fact that maybe after so many years, if you have people who don't care, or if you have politicians who have been politicians for 50, 60, 70 years, that they no longer the, the reason why they're there is no longer to help the people but to perpetuate what's keeping them there and and so you have you know like Strom Thurmond Nancy Pelosi um I, I don't know any of the Republicans who've been there forever but forgive me but you have these people that are there just to keep the system alive and instead of I think it's the other way around and and, and <laughs> instead of actually realizing that they're the better society now they may believe this is one of the reasons why I dislike AOC but she deserves a hell of a lot of credit because she's at least uh, she's a, a younger person fighting for what she believes in. I mean, I think she's crazy, quite literally. Um, but I give her credit for fighting against a system that didn't want her in it. And I, I think that's the issue is the fact I think the system is rigged at this point. And it's rigged for a bunch of people who don't really care. I mean, our American Congress can do a lot of things that we can't. And yeah. so, so, but this is one of the reasons I don't think it's the end of America. I think we as a country can do better because we do have a system that's designed to strive. I think what we have to do, and I have a certain worldview, and, and you who are listening have a certain worldview, and, and I have no doubt it's probably different than mine, but we have to vote. We have to play within the system if you want to change it. Yes, it may take for, forever. If you take a look at some of the civil rights thing, it's been a battle for a long time. Uh, gay rights, for example, if you ever watched um, Bewitched, the the guy who played um, Samantha's cousin, I have not was, watched that show. In was gay, and he was known years. through Hollywood to be gay, but he couldn't come out. If you take a look now, the the gay rights movement and time has helped everything. Now, the reason I bring that up is changes take time, especially in a country, especially with people. If you want positive change, you have to be willing to continue to move with it. You can't change fast. Fast changes end as in disaster. If you don't believe me, look at the American Civil War. That was a fast change, and it ended in a bloody fight. Yeah. So, so you know, all I'm saying is some fights are, are worth it. I mean, Martin Luther King once said that riots, if I remember correctly, 
riots are the voice of uh, the oppressed. You know, I mean, and by the uh, way, I, I've, I've seen that on the internet. I've quoted. No idea if it's actually true. Didn't have time to actually look it up. But Abraham Lincoln <laughs> said you can't believe everything you find on the internet. This is true. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and Socrates said I drink what? Those were his last words. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I, I honestly don't think American society has got it right. I don't think we've necessarily got it wrong either. I think there's just a middle ground that we walk on, and it's a very, very thin walk that we do. But with everything going on in our country right now, <laughs> Obviously, there's some uh, changes that are going to be coming soon. So, uh, my. I don't know how they're going to look. God rest her soul, my aunt. I couldn't agree on politically with anything. I mean, we were literally as far in as a spectrum as you could get and still be willing to talk with each other. And towards the end of her life, we were actually able to agree. And I think that's the one thing I wish that we as a society could do is agree to disagree. Because if her and I could actually agree to disagree, which is a monumental thing, if, if, if any of you ever knew I my aunt. I you both agreed that you were wrong. No, we never agreed to that because I'm never wrong. <laughs> well, that's a load of shit. Your, we do not endorse your, things that come out your, of John's mouth here. <laughs> your aunt had Alzheimer's. That's why she agreed. No, we, we actually, that was, we actually agreed before that happened. No, no. That, before maybe she was diagnosed, but not before she had it. <laughs> You see, I think you're missing the point of this conversation. I think you're willing to have people have these crazy sides of things instead of agreeing to disagree. Well, you know what? That's the, that's the good thing about our society is that we don't all have to agree. No, but what you have to do is agree to disagree. If you can agree to disagree, then you're at least willing to have the conversation. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not even, a, you, you don't want to have the conversation. You want to, all you want to do is throw spitballs on people and, and, and not let actual change happen. Okay. But, but I've seen, uh, I, we agree to disagree <coughs> used as just something to stop an argument. Not necessarily to continue to have the discussion, but to end the discussion. Because you've already talked. For the last two hours, and yeah. you're tired of it, and neither of you are, are, are going to yeah. change your positions. Yeah. So, okay, well, we agree but to disagree. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> then they're done that. But but sometimes that's all you need to start an additional conversation. Because what it is, it's sl change is slow. It's in a conversation. It's a conversation. All you have to do is find one common point with most people, and to some degree, you can like each other. That's all you need is is something to hopefully cause you. change. And that's all I'm saying is we just we just have to find how to get both sides to agree with each other. And they never will, especially not now. But there has to be a point where everybody in the middle ground can say, okay, those people are nuts. How can we make things better? And I'd like to believe that's 90% of everybody would like to find some sort of middle ground and stop all the crazies. Find an asylum and put them in them. You know, you can't do that in California. <laughs> Well, I, I, I know that we have certain things that we don't want to talk about in this show. Well, so so I understand I, that. I talk about them anyways. I've but, been threatened before. I would rather not. But the things that are going on now, I, I mean, we're, we're skirting around some of the major points yeah. of what's happening in this world because of, because of what you have put in saying, hey, the show doesn't do this and this and this. So 
Unfortunately, there's more to the story, but we can't talk about it. I, so, oh, so we could talk about so it. So let me. So since well, you, since, so since you said that, let me. I mean, the, you know, maybe majority. You know, we got. I have control of the board yeah. here, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> yeah, but so it's let my me board. Where's the plug? <laughs> so I, I let me preference this. The reason why I'm trying to be careful with this is because I've been threatened. Um, and the so basically. In today's society, being doxxed, being threatened, you have to take serious because of the way people are. And so I treat that serious. I treat the safety of me and mine very uh, very carefully because I'm the one who loves doing the podcast, love having conversations. Being small, miss small. But the person who threatens me and mine because I have a little bit of a different viewpoint, I, ha I have to be careful. But isn't with. that always going to happen? Isn't if we if we don't have differences of opinion, you don't have any way of learning. I have had my <laughs> look, my outlook on something, or my opinion of something changed because the person had an excellent argument that I never thought about, and I was able to say, "Oh my God, you're right." No, so I, I was wrong. I 100% agree. Okay. But very few times in my life that legitimately scared me have I had somebody come like Don Corleone and say, you have a little bit of opinion. What happens if something happens to them? And it was that level of a threat to me. I actually know who the guy is. I know where he lives. I have his address last time I looked. And I take safety very carefully. So just, just to let you know that this is, if you're listening, this is a conversation just with three guys. So who are you going to call? When the police department is defunded. FBI. I'm a, I'm a Jew after and, all. I don't know. It's a hate yeah. crime. Um, so, 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 so let me so, see if so I. Th there's, there's one topic that we can't talk about. Why don't, why don't you give that buddy of yours that has the satellite pointed at the guy's house a call? <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to go for it, I mean, go ahead. I just, just oh, want to say that what? I've. I, there I, are so many. Things. I have learned just to be careful in what I talk about. Uh, it's just because of fear. But you, you want to have listeners, don't you? Don't you want people that want to listen to the show? And I also say, don't hey, want somebody coming to my house and, uh, and threaten to kill me. Well, you know, um, the the El Oro County Sheriff's Department is not defunded yet. <laughs> you have a nine one one. You can call. Are you still right. in El Dorado County? Technically, yes. Okay. Yeah, he is. On the border. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the Taco Bell the sound going on. Well, you know what? It's better for the Taco Bell. He lives in. I mean, who else can be? He can say, "Hey, I'm hey. thanks for that." He doesn't live in Georgetown. <laughs> hey, um, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, a place a good looking finding it. But the, the point is, <laughs> there are a number of topics that we're we're choosing to not talk well, about. You know, honestly, those topics, I hear so much crap about them all day, every oh, okay. day. All right. It's just I don't disagree with that. Boring now. Well, and no, you know, no, because I believe there's opinions that are because of mainstream media is not choosing to acknowledge allow Acknowledge, acknowledge or, or allow another opinion. Obviously, they're not. All right. So, so it gets old after a while, and who is going to do it? And it, it most <laughs> of it is coming from podcasters these days. You know, they're having the, they're willing to stand up and say, "Hey, wait a minute, <coughs> I see things differently." Now, what's a podcast for? It's for <coughs> entertainment. It's for maybe 
learning something. It's maybe for instructions. It's maybe for ideas. It's maybe for, you know, there, what? there's more podcasts out there now than there's ever been any kind of opinions on news and everybody's got an opinion. So, so why can't, here's my opinion. I can, I can tell you right now, one, I'm going to start off by saying, I am sorry to see that there have been people that have died because of some problems within a, a, a police department or a sheriff's department, whatever yeah. it may be. Now, there is no doubt that, you know, mistakes happen. You get bad people in law enforcement, just like you get bad people anywhere. You get rid of no-knock warrants. So, well, absolutely. I, Fucking I agree, crazy. I, I agree entirely. There's whole situations we have. But what I haven't heard along in this whole argument and a good example was, unfortunately, the young man that died here just recently uh, that took a, a taser away from one of the law enforcement yeah. officers and pointed and he was he was shot dead. Mm. You know what the word is we don't hear? Is comply. Just do what the officers told you to <coughs> do. You comply. You'll live another day. Here's yep. so, so this is, well, this is okay, like, hold, hold on, hold on. on. I, I wait do want to wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I do want to add something to the conversation on that, though, real quick. Because I think it's important. Well, James has got an important opinion. Fine, go. But I think No, apparently important. not. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, go. Nope, I'm done. Now you got him mad. Mea culpa. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so the one thing I have heard is because certain the lack of trust. Yes. It's the old thing in the 1960s yes. that they yes. don't they don't know if they're going to go back to the, yes. the old hot lights and I, get nightsticked. I, you know what? I totally understand that. And you know, who am I as a I don't know, Jews aren't really considered white guys, but I guess we are white guys. I mean, you know, we're we're kind of that way. But anyway. I, I've kind of gone by the, the Ku Klux Klan thing. If they would kill me and so would the other people, I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's whatever. But anyway, I am told that I can't understand their position <laughs> because I haven't walked in their shoes. So there may be a point to that. Okay, I understand that. But isn't it better... To comply today so that you can live tomorrow instead of fighting the law enforcement officers there where you've increased your chances of possibly dying a hundredfold. How about you don't point a barrel at a cop? I, you know, I, I, that would be common sense. I just You don't you know, want to be shot. Right. You but, don't right. point a right. barrel and, at and, a police officer. And I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't bad police officers or bad police departments. I, I believe that they there are. Okay. I do believe there are. But with that said, at the same time, I think, you know, if I want to live tomorrow, today I comply. Yeah. But if you, the only thing is, I, I and this is, I, I have no idea if this is, this is true, but this is what I've heard on the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks. Is if you're so afraid if your if your if your fight or flight mechanism kicks in because you're afraid of of the white officer doing something, there's that fear of I've got to do something. 
So how about not being so, drunk at the wheel, completely passed out at the drive-through in your fast food where you're going to fast food? How about not? How about just do doing something correct? You know, you're not supposed to drink and drive. So you're so, so, so you certainly want to want to drink to the point where you're unconscious, right? So you've done something wrong. You know you've done something wrong. I can't believe that he didn't know that. So there, there was right before the LA riots happened. Um, I know you know, and I know John knows, but maybe some of our listeners don't know. There was boiling over gang violence between the Bloods and the Crips all over L.A. County. And it wasn't just a war between the Bloods and Crips. The LAPD was involved. And there was hit orders on LAPD officers. Now, there was a story that may not have made it out outside of L.A. County at the time because this was back when they printed newspapers. And what the story was, there was a young kid about the same age as I was who had one of those old cap guns and pointed it at a LAPD officer in the middle of traffic and squeezed the trigger. It's an old story. Do you know what happened? Kid got shot dead right then and there. That happened up I here do within not, the last 10 years, I think. I do not ever blame the officer in that one. I don't necessarily blame the kid so much either. I will put that on the parents for not only letting the kid have the gun at the time, the toy <clears throat> gun at the time, but also not teaching the kid you don't point the freaking thing at people, which is 101 get gun safety. I was about, let's see, so that was about, I was about eight or nine <clears throat> at the time when, I, when that story came out. That's the same thing going on right now. You have protesters all over the country, a lot of them upset at police officers, a lot of them trying to take violence out on police officers. So you have high tension with officers and people. So if you are dealing with somebody who's being uncompliant, completely uncompliant, and not only that, but being aggressive towards the officers, I cannot say that the officer acted irresponsibly. Uh, I would just say that, you know, I think that there could have been another solution. I wasn't there. I was not in his shoes. I can't say there was a lot that I'm sure happened in that moment, but you know, as Rob said multiple times, compliance goes in a long, long way with officers and if they are pulling their guns on you, you get your ass on the ground. I, I, I that's think, that's all there is to it. Well, I think specifically for like the LAPD, the 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 Afri they they've LAPD has a very weird history with the African American history uh, community. Uh, let's not even forget the Latin community that they deal with as well. They've yeah, got a so, very so, colorful the history there too. And right. The so, so, so what, and, you right. know, so I guess the question is, how do they? How do they do that? Now, if anybody's a fan of old TV shows, there's a TV show called Dragnet. It was very, it was the most pro-cop show there's there's ever been. But it did have an interesting message, if you pay attention to it, was 
the message that the cops were there to serve. They weren't there to pass judgment. They were, they were enforcing the laws that were there. They weren't the judge, jury, and executioner. And I think part of that is, is the fact that I would like to believe that the cops have gotten away from that to some degree, the bad cops, but also the community, because of past sins, they don't see what the cops' true mission is. But I don't know how, I guess the question is, how do you, all the communities that have issues with cops, how do you get them to actually be neighborly? Now there was, is it Camden? There's a, a place that actually kind of so-called defunded the police. Basically what they did, they fired all the cops, hired them back, and they had old school community policing. A guy, a guy in the first day on the job had to go all the, knock on all the doors in the neighborhood of the area he was serving, actually talk to him, say, how's it going, Mrs.? Mrs. Smith, how's your, 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 your little boy and girl, you know? So that was community-based uh, policing um, and changes that were more old school than, than, than new. Now, LAPD's problem is the fact LA is so huge that to quote Jack Webb, it's, it's, a, it's a police force on wheels yeah. because there's so few people and, uh, who actually are on the police force versus so many people they've got to help. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you do that? How do you do that for New York, Chicago, you know, I all think these. any of those big cities, it's an impossible job. Now, there, there is somebody on my local radio show that I listened to. Somebody had an interesting point was this guy was a police chief and he said, let us do cop things and that's it. Um, if there's somebody with mental health, make a mental health force. If there's a, a, a an issue with with drugs. Or, or, you know, basically said, this is what our job is. We're not supposed to do anything else. We're, we're not, we're not a Philadelphia lawyer. We're not, we're not a psychiatrist. Our job is to enforce the laws only make people that there be somebody else whose job is to do that. Not so us. That, one of the, one of the things that I heard, I'm going to say it was one of the <laughs> protesters and I can't say that she, she was wrong. She said <laughs> that. The problem is, is that when you call 911, you have two options. Fire department, <laughs> police department. Yeah. But what if it's a crisis of mental health? Who comes? The police department. What if it's a crisis of drug? Drug situation. <laughs> Who comes? The police department. I, 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 and the police are a blunt tool. And and so In that she had a point. Yeah. So you're if you're calling 911... And you know that you have a relative that's having a mental issue at the time. How about being able to talk to a mental health professional over the phone on how to deal with the problem? You know, and and, and so it, not a bad idea. Now, I don't know if it's going to work or not until you get a certain amount of tries i guess we should say you would have but to, it's an interesting idea or you'd have to bring back the men in white coats maybe not to the degree they used to be but have somebody whose job is there is to show up and say you know i'm here to help how yeah. can i help you yeah i yeah she definitely does have a point <laughs> and that is the problem i've heard uh, through everybody that isn't just angry is what, what John said is that there are the, we're using our law enforcement. I don't want to just say police department. Cause I, I think we should include the CHP or, you know, uh, Ohio patrol. China, if we're going to throw, throw it completely right. of law enforcement, Ohio patrol, right. local sheriff and police departments. 
we're using those three as blunt tools. You got somebody running down the freeway, you know, screaming his head off. Who shows up? The CHP. Are they necessarily there to to do anything other than arrest the guy and detain him when probably he's either really high on drugs, has mental issues, you know, um, or just needs somebody and to talk to. What can to. they do? They their only option is to arrest the guy and take him down. Yeah. Now that doesn't necessarily address the problem that he is actually facing. That just can either compound the problem, uh, push him into drugs more or, you know, make his mental state deteriorate even faster. Right. Now, am I calling for all the sane asylums to open back up? No, because we use that as a blunt tool as well back in the day. So I, where's the solution? See this, you know, that's what our political f officials should be discussing. And see, I'm up for opening state sure. hospitals like Camarillo. Um, and but here's the thing: not like they used to be. Institutions like that have a horrendously horrible history. If you've ever looked into it, some of the most horrific things in the history of mankind have been done in mental health institutions. What I'm saying is, you need a place to house people that's not a jail. Yeah. But it's not open society because some people, because either their 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 mental state or or drug use, reopen Alcatraz. No, um, or, or or something because it would cost too much to fix. It's rotting. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah. you know, open a place where these people can go and live, and find a way for them to live healthy. Because some people just need those boundaries. Now, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you pay for it, but I think that's what you need. You need people in white coats who are there to help. I think that will alleviate some of the issues because I know a lot of the homeless is is because of that. Yeah. And I think if you do that, you remove things like no-knock warrants. You Now, the other thing I've heard, and this is from good cops, is one of the issues with a police union is it makes it hard or nearly impossible to get rid of bad cops. You figure out a way to actually get rid of the cops that need to go. What does that mean? It also means that some good cops are going to be forced to go. But I think we, I think it's better that we bet on red, <laughs> as it were, and, and risk losing some good cops than keeping the bad cops. Because let's be honest, nobody wants a bad cop. I don't want a bad cop. I've had bad CHPs cause family members to cry because the dude just apparently put his shoes on wrong that morning. So... You know, I, I, I just think it's it's a bunch of things that somehow need to be fixed. And as like usual, the our fearless leaders are afraid to actually make change. And this is one of the reasons I say change takes time. Because it's either well, either somebody, you know, realizes there needs to be change or enough people get pissed off and force it. Uh, <clears throat> I don't... I don't necessarily think that we need to go to the extreme of defunding the police or to the other extreme of <coughs> a blanket solution. Because I think either one of those That's a case by case gonna, basis. Yeah, isn't gonna fix it. And that's the problem is that it needs to be a case by case basis. We live um, in a world of sound bites. I think that in some of these I think it should start with our denser population cities. Chicago, as you mentioned, New York, L.A. I think those would be the biggest ones that we should 
uses test subjects of going through and I think there needs to be a full-on IA investigation thing where you go through and evaluate the mental state of each and every officer. And I think that would take a very long time. I think it would be very costly. But I think if we do something like that, and I think if we also upgrade the standards for law enforcement, I think that we could actually do something about it. But... What does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? I'm not going to put much more thought into it than what I just said because that's not my job. I, but I, I think that's what we need to do. I, I think. And also I do think that we need to really address the mental health issues of, I guess there's no other way to say it, but a say our criminal population, because that's what they're being treated as nowadays. I think that our mental health in our country has gone way down and our only solution is to lock them up and then release them. Basically a catch and release program on uh, mental health issues. I watched one of these locked up, um, like, like the MSNBC locked up shows a couple of years ago. And uh, the, the security guard, the correctional officer, sorry, um, was talking about one of the issues they're having now is we're the de facto institutions. Right. And so there's like this secure ward. I don't remember what they, what they call it, but there's it's not a, necessarily the shoe, but it's something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's basically it's away from the normal population. And a lot of people had mental issues. And so you see these guys getting pills, getting handed to them. Oh. And that's what he said is our jails have been de facto institutions. And I think, like we're, we're, we're saying, is the fact that we're using blunt tools to help individuals when you need a more laser focus. And I think one of the issues I have with today's society, maybe it, it's always been the case. I don't remember it being this bad when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, I was a kid. You see things as a child when you are a child. It's the fact that I, I think we're un, we live in a world of sound bites and are unwilling to have conversations where minutia and small details are incredibly important. When you're dealing with people's lives, you need that. You can't say, oh, this is the only way to do it, or this is the only way to do it. Now, it works fine for conversations, like broad brush strokes like we're doing, and part of this conversation works because it gives you the basic idea. But when you dial down, you need more. And I think James is 100% right. It has to be uh, like a Chicago solution and maybe the, the East Chicago solution and West yeah. Chicago solution. It has to be an individual solution because nothing, you know, everything is different. Yeah. Our rural community is completely different than, you know, the next rural community over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, even our local town um place i work at i came, I came into work one day and uh, one of the ladies comes up to me that i work with and she's like oh so did you hear about the story that we had happen the other day and i'm like no and um there was a homeless man who fell asleep on one of the stair landings Oof. with his penis hanging out of his pants and she actually took a picture i didn't really want to see the picture but she showed it to me before i really understood what i'm looking at and his penis was literally hanging out his pants. By the way, that's a picture of something you don't want to see and in the morning of somebody else's schwanz. So she called the local police department and said, um, we have a homeless man uh, asleep on the landing. 
and he is exposed to himself as he's asleep. He's completely passed out. And so the operator goes, uh, can you describe him? Well, uh, he's wearing black sweat shorts, a T-shirt, and he has an uncircumcised penis. <laughs> so what did and the local constabulary the, do? The lady said, I can't say that over the radio. <laughs> and uh, so they showed up and rather woke him it. up and uh, just told him to move on. Now... <clears throat> My thinking is, excuse me, but that's a sex offender. That guy should have been locked up and charged as a sex offender because that's how it is this society today. But apparently um, the local police department is on a, we don't need to arrest this guy right now because <laughs> of our governor. That we have to let these little tiny crimes like this just go. And now necessarily do I think the gentleman deserved to be locked up? Not necessarily, but as a guy, I know when my dick's out. Okay? Now, I'm sure he had to have known when he fell asleep that he was not completely covered. I think it depends on how hammered the dude was. <laughs> I, but I've even still, I'm just like, I think you should at least have had a night in jail. <laughs> but well, wouldn't they, you know, that's like the old, you know, that's would I want my, my kid walking by and seeing this guy with his, no, penis? no, I don't. It, maybe it was so, like the, the old, the olden days, like you see in Mayberry where they throw the guy in jail and let him, you know, let him, uh, uh what you call it? Uh, I don't know, but I, I was Be disturbed. Undrunk. But I was disturbed that they just kind of said, uh, can you put that away and move on? I'm more disturbed the fact that a coworker took a picture of the dude Schwanz. Uh, well. I hope she deleted the picture. Maybe do I now. I, I don't know. I'm not going to ask her because I don't want to see it again. <laughs> She'd probably be like, oh, no, it's right here. See? Oh, dear <laughs> you God, know, she's so, one of those. Yes. She is. Look what I found. Yeah. She probably shared it on Facebook. Now, oh, uh, she texted it to her friends. I know she did. <laughs> just kind of like, without any warning, just kind of sent it to uh, them. By the like, way, hey, wait a second. What am I? No, thank you. By the way, I have, a, I have, I have a lot of screwed up friends. Thankfully, I'm not friends with anybody who would send me a schwanz in the mail. I mean, that's that's the last thing I want to see is I wake up in the morning and there's that in my... my, my uh... Well, this conversation sure took but, a weird turn. But <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying is that, you know, you got, you like got the police department just kind of well, <clears throat> having their hands tied not only in our state. Well, what are they going to do with this guy? I think it's probably back to the mental health issue. I'm, I'm that's sure where I'm coming back I, to. You, and I'm sure that's... Partly what was going on there, and well, and they don't have that, the tools to do to deal with this guy. Well, they put gloves on. <laughs> well, the, the only honestly, I think the only thing they could have done is give him a cot in a square and and just help him sober up for I a bit, know. and then oh, he probably was sober by that time. But I, yeah, as you said, he probably was drunk when he fell asleep. But you know, I mean, my thing is, why were you on the stairs with the? Yeah. Anyways, exposed. but you but, but know, this it's is, just this is the, the same. But conversation. this is the society that we live in. This is the <clears throat> even in our little county that we're in. We have these issues. We didn't used to have this many issues on this scale. I mean, we did have certain things that happened as a, I know as a teenager that we we're like, oh, this guy's doing this again. Okay. All right. But this is the same. But this is the same conversation, but a different side of the coin. 
I mean, if we're having these little issues there, they're having for, them compounded. Yeah. So how yeah. do we how do we solve that issue? You know, and I just I, you know, I guess Rob is right. You know, about you know we need to have these conversations, but it's can, a fact can you repeat that, that no. It's on. It's it's recorded. That's he bad said enough. it once. That's oh, good man. enough for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll put it on a loop back. And... But I'll be honest. If if my previous conversations with people has me a little reticent because I've I've been threatened, and yeah. I know a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's on Facebook. It's on this." It's like, look, I I, I take our safety serious, even if they may not necessarily take safety. Um, well, Ryan's ghetto adjacent. Nobody's gonna find where he lives. Um, but so that that's the other thing is I think I, I said all that just to say, I think we do need to sit down, calm down and have calm, safe conversation without threatening or doxing and, and not be reactionary. And the problem with the internet is it's the vocal 1%. The dumbest voices seem to get out there the most and cause the most havoc when they're not the voices you want. I don't want the 1% talking for me because I've met the 1%. Some of them are dumb as fuck. Let's be honest. Um, uh, some? Hey, I know how we can end this. We agree to disagree. That's correct. No. <laughs> James disagrees just just because he can. I mean, he's like, no. no. Actually, no. getting James to agree is really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> I've, James, I've known James for 20 years. Getting him to, to, to agree usually takes a couple hours. Or years. <laughs> this is true. I disagree <laughs> with that. Um, so anybody have any any comments, any final thoughts? Read some goddamn history. <laughs> to quote Abraham Lincoln, <clears throat> excellent to each other. So ladies and gentlemen, for the for the California pariah, for the fat man. Hey, play my drop, will you? Well, I gotta find the damn thing. God damn it. You gotta do it to me. Let's see, where Let's is it? Drop. Direct from the edge of the podcasting friend. Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He you dropped the drop. to the Rob yeah. Charney Show. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Goodbye.